So we had a powerful moment. Let me just tell you something. Before we show this clip, why don't you guys just make sure it'll work. This prophet who he had um, at King's Cathedral, he comes from Colombia. His name is Gustavo Paez. And this guy, this guy's crazy, man. This guy, I, I've never seen. Like, there's guys like Sean Bowles who will, like, get names and addresses and things like that. But I have never seen or heard anybody with a prophetic gift, a word of knowledge gift, as sharp as this man. I mean, this guy, I don't think he misses it. He'll come up, he'll tell you the gender of babies before they're born. Um, and, and it's not even a guess. It's just like, no, this is what they are. And then he'll confirm it with them. He'll come and tell you your birthday. He'll tell you the names of all the people that you came there with. And, uh, and I mean, just it's the most incredible thing that you've ever seen. It, it puts a hunger in me to want to go deeper in the things of the Lord. And this guy doesn't just say stuff. And so the word that you're about to hear is, it was a moment. He actually came over. Minister Rylin was sitting on the front. He gave him and his wife a word. And he asked, who'd you come here with? And it was my wife and I and, and Dylan and Rachel. And, and he had us all come down to the altar. And this is what happened. And this is what happened. Mm. Everybody with him. Ponga su mano ahí. Ponga su mano ahí. Ponga su mano ahí. Viene un avivamiento para usted. Revival is coming. Un avivamiento muy grande. Revival. Esta noche. Tonight. Esta noche. Tonight. Esta noche. Tonight. Van a ver el poder de la restitución y la restauración. You will see the power of restitution and restoration Van a ver el más you will see the most wonderful miracle el más the most beautiful miracle más wonderful y voy a algo. and I'm going to say something you're going to have to carry them it's going to be very difficult for them to walk by the power of the Holy Spirit. Today, here, would you take it back just a little bit? I want you to see that moment we fell out. Watch my wife. This is the wildest thing. I mean, this is so cool. Nobody was there to catch her. This is how you know it's the Holy Ghost. You will see the power of restoration. You will see the <laughs> the most beautiful miracle. That's all right. All right. I'm going to say. Yeah, we'll go ahead and pause. Hey, by the way, we just ordered a couple new computers. So praise the Lord. We're going to be able to watch replays and all that kind of stuff. And it's going to work. But uh, isn't that exciting? Isn't that wonderful? That was uh, two days ago, two nights ago. We received that word. And, you know, I believe for that. How many of you believe for revival? You know, another thing is, you know, that, that may sound like a generic word, but let me just tell you two things about that. First of all, there were many other pastors, there were many other leaders in that meeting. He doesn't just say that. I've never heard him prophesy about revival. Uh, he heard a word from the Lord. And the thing that encourages me is that's about, I don't know, the 900th word that I've received about revival but there was something that happened that night, and I believe there was something that even happened this last Sunday. 
God is doing something very profound in this church. Some of the people that have begun reaching out, uh, community leaders, uh, top spiritual leaders, there's, there's connections that are being made right now that I've been praying for my entire life. And even, even some of the things that are coming together, guys, I'm just telling you, uh, it's very exciting. You want to be a part of what God's doing in this time. I just, I'll just encourage you, uh, get on board with what the Lord is doing. Some of you have been here, uh, you know, I, I look back at, you know, guys like Jonathan, who I was just bossing around a minute ago. Jonathan was here from the very beginning. And then there's others who've just come along within the last couple months. And, uh, you know, we baptized a handful of you guys this last Saturday. And, uh, you know, wherever, wherever you're at in this thing, I just encourage you, jump in with both feet. Get on board with what God is doing because he's going to shake this entire region and area, and we get to be a part of it. Isn't that exciting? All right. Well, you know, this is uh, fitting for what I want to share tonight. Would you take your Bible and open to the book of Acts, Acts chapter 3? I, I do have the notes in, my, uh, in the Bible app. If you have that, you can open up your Bible app and go to events. And you'll see uh, the notes are there for tonight. Acts chapter 3 and verse 19. <clears throat> Reading out of the King James Version. This is not my daily reader, but it gets one of the words very right. Um, and you'll see. It'll probably stand out to you. Acts 3.19. Can I have you stand to your feet? We honor the reading of God's word in this house. Acts 3.19. And this is what it says, repent ye therefore and be converted that your sins may be blotted out. That times of refreshing shall come from the presence of the Lord. That times of refreshing, everybody say refreshing, will come from the presence of the Lord. And he shall send Jesus Christ, which before was preached unto you, whom the heavens must receive until times of restitution everybody say restitution restitution until the times of restitution of all things which God has spoken by the mouth of all his holy prophets since the world began let's pray and let's ask the Lord's hand on this time as we open his word together Jesus, I, I thank you for your word, and I thank you for what you are doing in this church. I thank you for what you are doing here in Kona. And Lord, I stand on even that prophetic word that was released that we just saw. Lord, that it is a, it is a revival of restitution and restoration. Lord, we receive that word, and I ask that even tonight you would activate that word. That mighty God, as we step into what you're doing in this time and in this season, Lord, that you would, that you would bring with it not just goosebumps, not just, uh, not just tickling us from time to time, but God, I pray that you would bring change and transformation that will truly last a lifetime. That people will see individuals who are far from you and watch them transform into mighty, powerful men and women of God. Lord, that you would inspire change in this community, not just to a church or to a church building, but God, that which would transform an entire island and begin to impact our entire state, mighty God, and even into the nations of the world, including our own nation, mighty God. Do a wonderful work and use us even here tonight. In Jesus' name I pray, amen, amen. You may be seated. 
want to share for just a moment about what restitution and what this uh, what this restoration is. Now, I know what restoration is, but honestly, restitution was kind of a new. I mean, it's one of those things that I'm, I'm familiar with. Like, right, somebody uh, has a crime committed against them, the crime is found out, and they are ordered to pay restitution, right? Maybe you've heard it in that context, and that's a, that's a right context. A wrong was done, now somebody has to pay restitution in order to make something right. You guys with me so far? There's moments where you'll see this, uh, uh, for example, we have, we have friends on Maui, and native Hawaiians, and what happened was there were individuals who came and began building on land that they found was given to their ancestors. And they were able to prove that. Uh, they took it to court, and what ends up happening is the individuals who illegally built on that land now had to pay restitution to this family and allow them to live on the land that belongs to their family. Right? And so we see this. We see this in a, in a number. I mean, I could give many examples. You may have things that are coming to mind. But the actual definition of restitution, I, I put this in the notes if you're looking at it. If you're not just, you know, listen good, I guess. Restitution defined as restoring something back that was stolen or taken, restoring it to its proper owner. That which was stolen or taken, restoring it to its proper owner. Recompense for injury or loss. Restoring to its rightful owner or legal action to cause restoration to a previous state. Okay? So, legal act. there's a legal action that takes place that brings restoration to a previous state. Restoring what belongs to the owner or taking something back that was stolen from its proper owner. You guys have the picture. It's amazing when you look at how the Bible actually frames this. This isn't just a dictionary def definition. This isn't just a, a culture or a racial sort of application. But there are many instances that the Bible gives us where restitution is due. Uh, you'll begin to see it all throughout the Old Testament, uh, you know, in Exodus chapter 21 and 22. The entire chapters deal with this idea of restitution. You can read that later, but essentially it looks something like this. Uh, if I dig a hole and your ox falls into my hole, now I owe you restitution, right? Or uh, if, if, if there's, and there's different forms of this, right? We've all heard the an eye for an eye, a tooth for a tooth. Now that's old covenant. Jesus pretty effectively did away with that. But the idea of restitution still remains. If there was injury done, if I cause harm to you, it is now my obligation to pay restitution to you. But here's what's fascinating about this idea of restitution. And this is where you're going to start getting excited, I think. Restitution was never restoring, you know, line for line what was taken. Restitution doesn't mean I buy you an ox because I killed your ox. Restitution doesn't mean I owe you $1,000 because I stole $1,000 from you. Every time you read about restitution in the Bible, you have to restore multiplied. When I pay restitution, 
if I stole $1,000 from you, I have to pay. There's two different instances. One instance says I need to pay you back double. There's another instance where it says I need to pay you back four times what was taken. And you'll see other examples that are given. Uh, one example is one-fifth. But, uh, you know, but if we're going to apply this to what I believe the Lord would have for us, I'm going to lay hold of at least that four times multiplication and maybe more. And you're going to see why. We know coming into the New Testament, this wasn't just an old covenant idea because we see a man by the name of Zacchaeus. You guys all know Zacchaeus. He was a wee little man, right? Climbed up into the sycamore tree, right? And uh, this isn't a sycamore tree. I don't know why I pointed to it. Uh, but he climbed up in the tree. He could get a view of Jesus. Now, he was a, anybody remember? He was a tax collector. And as most of the tax collectors of that day, this guy was known for stealing from the people, collecting more than what he ought to. Now, he'd had an encounter with God even before Jesus came along. And as he begins to talk to Jesus, he tells him, Lord, I now give half of everything I earn back to the Lord. I give half of what I earn to the Lord. And then he said, if I had stolen anything from anybody... I paid them back restitution four times. And Jesus' response to that was, salvation has come to this house today. This is a big idea. Now, I'm not saying that you got to go, you know, you were a horrible person and you were always stealing from people. I'm not telling you tonight that you need to go back and pay everybody back four times what you stole if you want to be saved. That's not the message that I'm preaching tonight. But I will say, that if the Lord impresses upon you that you ought to go back and pay some people back or apologize or repent to some people, you better be obedient to do that as the Lord impresses that upon you. I've had some very embarrassing phone calls that I've made over the years where the Lord impresses upon me. You were horrible to that young man when you were in high school. I remember one of them I, I saw come up on my MySpace. Do you guys remember MySpace? This will tell you how long ago this was. But I was just getting right with God, and I was just beginning to move into ministry. And I saw this young man come up on MySpace. For those who don't know, I'm like, my kids look at me confused. It was like Facebook back then, but it was cooler. I wish they'd bring it back. I had the coolest MySpace. You know, they taught us all how to be uh, uh, programmers and coders. And, uh, you know, I had cool backgrounds and music that would play when you go to my MySpace. But anyway, I would. Uh, I, I saw this young man come up, and I, and I was, when I was, not walking with the Lord, I was, I was very unkind to this young man. And I remember I, I messaged him and I asked him if I could have his phone number and I called up this guy and I just asked him to forgive me. I said, I know that I was horrible to you and I'm, I'm sorry for this and I'm sorry for this. And I felt the Lord impress upon me to do that and to be reconciled. Now, I didn't have to pay him anything or do anything like that and he was just, he couldn't even believe that I would actually approach him and apologize and repent to him. I don't even know that he's a Christian. I, I still don't think that he is. But, but I tell you, there's, there's power when we take moments like that. And so you just be sensitive. That's not necessarily uh, what this message is about tonight. But this business of restitution. James 5 deals with this. Now, now this, is where, this is the kind of stuff that I want to begin to pray for. James chapter 5. Turn there in your Bible if you've got. James chapter 5 in verse 13. 
We need to begin to lay hold of this. How many of you are willing to pray? We're going to see restitution and restoration break out in our church according to the word of God. Okay. Uh, James chapter 5 in verse 13 says this. Is anyone among you suffering? Let him pray. Is anyone cheerful? Let him sing psalms. Is anyone among you sick? Let him call for the elders of the church. Let them pray over him, anointing with oil in the name of the Lord. And the prayer of faith will save the sick. The Lord will raise them up. If they've committed sins, they will be forgiven. Confess your trespasses to one another and pray for one another that you may be healed. The effective Fervent prayer of a righteous man avails much. Now, I want to just focus there in verse 16. Confess your trespasses to one another and pray for one another that you may be healed. This is important. There's a Greek word in the New Testament that most of you maybe have heard teaching on, and it's the Greek word sozo. Everybody say sozo. How many of you have heard the word sozo before? Does anybody know what the word sozo means? Can you tell me? Saved, healed, and delivered. You nailed it. That's what sozo means. You'll see many times all throughout Scripture where where salvation came, and it means not only be saved from sin, right? I'm right with God, but it also means to be healed, and it also means to be delivered. Now, I'm free from sin, and that word healed means exactly what you think it is. Yes, it embodies physical healing. And so this is why we believe that the work of Jesus Christ has purchased not only our salvation, but we believe for healing today and we believe for freedom from sin. That's sozo. Everybody say sozo. Saved, healed, and delivered. Now what's interesting is James 5.16 when it says that you confess your faults one to another and you pray for one another that you may be healed you would think that it's the Greek word sozo, but it's not. It's the Greek word ayanama. Everybody say ayanama. There's probably a joke that I can make right there, but I don't know. Uh, Ayanama. That word ayanama means to restore better than before. Think about this. It means to restore better than before. Now, there's two ideas. Restitution is where something is being restored. So you'll see that the idea of restitution actually encompasses restoration, right? Restitution includes you're going to restore to me. But here's what's amazing. We already discussed how restitution required that that who had stolen from you actually repay Sometimes 5%, but other times double, sometimes four times what was stolen. And we see even here in the New Testament that when something is restored, in God's mind, ayanama, it is to restore better than before. I want you to trek with me on this. Because when I pray for a marriage that is in shambles to be restored... I don't just pray, God, bring them back to the peace that they had before the betrayal. Bring them back to the joy they had before the the sin or whatever disrupted them. God, I, I don't just pray, God, bring them back to that place. No. I believe, according to Scripture, 
that when God restores, he's going to restore a marriage. He's going to restore your body. He's going to restore your finances. Whatever it may be, better than before. You guys trekking with me on this. So, you know, somebody comes down and they hurt their leg and we're praying for them to be healed. I don't want them to just have pre-injury health in their legs. No, I'm going to pray that you're going to be running Iron Man one of these years because God has restored even greater strength than you've ever had in your life. Some of you are getting this. This is restoration and restitution. This is what the prophet said are going to be two of the marks of what God does in our church in this revival. I want you to grab a hold of this. This impacted me early on because there's a word in Joel chapter 2. In Joel chapter 2 in verse 25, uh, there was a prophecy. And it says that I will restore to you the years that the locust has eaten. The swarming locust, the crawling locust, consuming locust, chewing locust. Uh, I will restore to you the years that the locust has eaten. Now, where this really means a lot to me is because when I first got saved, I got, I got right with God when I was 18 years old. My mom was in the ministry. She was a worship leader. But I backslid and I ran as far and as fast away from the church as you can imagine. My mom was a praying mama. Anybody have any praying mamas? I'm thankful for a praying mama. I remember I'd sneak into my house, stoned out of my brain, and I'd lay down in my bed. It'd be three in the morning, and I would hear my mom pacing the floor above me. She didn't even know that I'd come home. She might not have even known that I'd snuck out. But I can remember those nights laying there and hearing her pace the floor back and forth contending for the salvation of her prodigal son. I'm so thankful for my mom and the way that she contended for me. But I remember when I got right with God, I was hit with this deep conviction. You understand, I received the first prophetic word about ministry and revival over my life when I was probably two or three years old. We were in a four-square church. We had a prophet come, and I, I don't know who the prophet was or anything, but I'm told that a, that a missionary woman was in that church and prophesied over me when I was a baby that I would be used in the ministry, that I would travel to nations, that I would preach the gospel, and that the Lord would release revival through my life. It was the Lord's desire from the time that I was a child. And I remember when I finally get right with God, I'm 18 years old, and all of a sudden this condemnation hits me. I'd be sitting in church services, and I would hear the pastor say something like this, you will reap what you And I'd be sitting there awkwardly like, I don't know. You'll reap what you, I don't, I didn't know the most basic Verses. I had no idea. I didn't know scripture. I didn't know how to pray. I had no relationship with God. And here I am getting right. And all of a sudden, this condemnation begins to creep in. You have wasted 18 years of your life. 18 years of prayer. 18 years of fasting. 18 years of study. 18 years that you could have been serving and going after God and growing in the Lord. You have wasted it. And all of a sudden, someone shares with me this word. That the Lord would restore the years that the locust has eaten. 
And they came to me with this idea that the enemy had robbed 18 years of my life. Now, of course, I participated with him. I participated with the devil. I served my master, the devil, for those years. Absolutely, I did. But this was a word that was given to me as I was getting right with God, and I grabbed it as the word of the Lord. And I said, Lord, I have wasted 18 years. I have squandered those years, but I'm asking, Lord, that the years that the locust has taken from me, that you would restore it. 18 years of prayerlessness, I ask that you would restore it to me. 18 years of Bible study that I've neglected, that you would restore it back to me. Lord, I'm asking that 18 years of faithful service in the house of God, you would restore it back to me. And I began to make my prayer list and lay claim to those things in the name of Jesus. And I'm telling you, I believe God answered that prayer. Because within my first semester at Bible school, this is around the time that my wife met me, I was being asked to, to preach and I was being asked to lead and I was being asked to do all kinds of stuff that I was not qualified to do. But I believe what happened is as I sought the Lord, the Lord answered my prayer and it was like 18 years of growth and hunger the Lord filled in a very short window of time. That's restoration. That's restoring even better than before. What are you believing for? What is the locust, the enemy, stolen from your life that you're believing, Lord, restore to me? Those years that were wasted in rebellion to you, mighty God. The years that I wasted in alcoholism, the years that I wasted in drug addiction, the years that I wasted in wrong relationships, Lord, restore those years back to me in the name of Jesus. This is the way things, oh, we're going we're to pray about this. We're going to prophesy and make some declarations over our own life. But here's what's amazing, and I go back to the, the first verse that we had, and, I, and I'm ending with this. The Bible says, Acts chapter 3 and verse 19, we, we read it at, at the beginning. It says that, repent, be converted, that your sins may be blotted out, so that refreshing may come from the presence of the Lord, and he will send Jesus, whom was preached to you, whom the heavens must receive until times of restitution of all things. The Lord wants to bring a restitution of all things as was spoken by the mouth of his holy prophets. Now, this is incredible, you guys. Not only do we believe for the, the restoration of everything that the enemy has stolen from us. Do you believe for the restoration of everything the enemy has stolen from you? But we believe for the rest... Oh, that's the wrong version. The King James says the restitution of all things. Restitution. That means there needs to be moments... What has been stolen from you? And there needs to be a demand of the enemy. You stole that job from me. You stole my health in that season. You stole my sleep in that time. You stole my son. You stole my daughter. And we need to hold the enemy accountable and say, I am holding you to restitution. You need to pay me back. And I'm not talking one for another. You need to pay it back multiplied into my life. Double, four times. I like to hold the devil accountable ten times over. 
That's restitution. And I believe, I, I want you to hear me. I am receiving the word of the prophet for restoration, ayanama, better than before. But I'm also believing for restitution, that when the enemy has to pay us back, it's going to come back multiplied. What did he take? It's coming back tenfold. Ten times over is what we're contending for. Now, how does that happen? Well, the Bible says, repent and be converted. And this is a simple thing. If you want to step into restitution, you better make sure you're right with God. Repent of your sin. Be converted. In other words, repent from sin and repent to God. This is very important. So a lot of us only get half of that down. Uh, okay, I want to get right with God. I need to stop doing all this bad stuff. And we just think, here's the commandments and everything I should not do. I can't, I can't, I can't, I can't, I can't. That's good. You need to make that list. You need to know the things that, now I'm a Christian, I'm not doing this anymore. However, I believe what's going to motivate us to stay on the path of God is when we don't just repent from sin, but we repent to God. You turn not just away from sin, but you turn intentionally to God. You want to know what my greatest motivation to live holy is? It's not that I'm afraid any longer that I'm going to burn in hell if I live in immorality or if I go back to the world of drugs or if I say a cuss word. That's not my concern any longer. What motivates me to stay right with God is I love his presence. I love the fellowship of the Lord. I love these moments where I can stand up here and I feel the heartbeat of God that says, hey, I want people to get right with me. I love having sensitivity with the Holy Spirit. I love hearing the whisper of the Holy Ghost in my mind, in my heart. And I know that the moment I begin polluting my mind or polluting my eyes or defiling my heart with things that grieve God, all of a sudden that voice isn't so clear any longer. All of a sudden that that presence and that intimacy that I value so much, it isn't there. I think we all know what it feels like to grieve the Holy Spirit. How many of you, have you, you've been in a church service. I pray it happens to you frequently here. And you just, and you have this experience and you just feel that warmth and that glow in your life. And you just know, oh, God is with me. Do you know what that feels like? How many of you know you don't have to raise your hand or, you know. But how many of you also know the moment you say something, the moment you see something, moment you listen to something and all of a sudden you feel that conviction you feel that pit in your stomach and god forbid you feel the absence of the lord i want to encourage you to stay right with god not not just the repent from sin yes we will do that But find what motivates you to draw near to him. Find the beauty of the Lord. The joy of his fellowship. The joy of his presence. That's what we're going after. So we repent from sin. 
And then we and then we turn to the Lord. We receive forgiveness. And then it, it says that he will he will cleanse us of our sin. Isn't that wonderful? He'll cleanse us from our sin. And then it says that refreshing may come from the presence of the Lord. You guys, that's what I want. I want refreshing that comes from the presence. Everybody say the presence. The presence of the Lord. That's what I desire. If there's one thing I value that the Lord is doing in this house... It's his presence. You ever gone to a church service where you don't feel the presence of God? Don't tell me what church that was. We've all, we've all experienced that. I tell you, the moment we come into the house of God and the Lord doesn't show up, I tell you, I'm, I'm, I'm leaving this service. I'm just, it's, we're not doing that. You want to know what revival is? Can I just tell you Steve Hill's very simple illustration of what revival was? We all know that God is present, right? The Bible says that his hand's not too short to save. At any moment, the Lord can reach out and he can touch us. Everywhere we are, we can experience God because God is everywhere. But revival. Leah, I need you to help me with this illustration. Come here. Revival. Here's, here's where most people live in relationship with the Lord. It's just like this can hear when I speak. I can touch her. She can experience. She may sense my presence right here. I'm close to her. And that's how most of us live with the Lord. And there's nothing wrong with that. It's fine. But in revival, this is what revival looks like. It's when he comes close. She can smell me. She can feel me. The Lord smells good. I'm probably not like me right now. This is, this is revival. This is what Steve Hill taught revival was. These moments where what we call manifest presence, where he's here and we feel and we sense him. And there's a refreshing that comes with that. Okay, you, you're distracting me now. There's refreshing that comes with the presence of the Lord. And then he says a restitution of all things a restitution this is the last thing and then we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna pray and we're gonna prophesy some things a restitution of all things now some theologian i know they're gonna hear this message and say now pastor it actually says that jesus is gonna stay in heaven and tell the restitution of all things most scholars will take and give this uh like a millennial application, like, oh, this is going to be part of when God uh, brings everything and he restores everything. And I agree with that. However, I have one thing that I stand on. You want to know, there, there's going to be a day that you and I die. You know that, right? And when we die, the Bible says we will be in his presence. There will be no more sorrow. There will be no more pain. Uh, you're going to receive a glorified body. And so even that pain in your foot or, you know, your back that goes bad or your body. I mean, we're all wearing down. It happens. I'm in my 30s now. I'm actually closer to 40 now than I am 30. Praise God. And every day I wake up, I feel it in my body. My 80-year-old brothers, God bless you. We're all decaying. We're all, you know, you know, we're all on a downhill. 
there's going to be a day where we have been glorified and we have been healed and we have been restored. So why do we pray for healing today? Why do we lay hold of, why do we contend for God's healing presence and power right now if we know it's all going to burn anyway. This body is going to decay eventually, and I'll receive something new when I get to heaven. Why do we right now contend for healing? Well, I believe, first of all, Jesus said, pray your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. You understand, I don't lay hold of kingdom principles and wait for them until I die and go to heaven. No, I'm praying for kingdom now. I'm praying for kingdom today. And if there's something that's going on in heaven, I believe you and I have the authority to lay hold of that today, right now. I'm not going to wait until I get to heaven when temptation is gone and the influence of sin is gone. The devil's been judged. No, the Bible says that today we can be free from our sin. The Bible, he instructs us, same prayer in the Lord's Prayer. Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. We know we'll experience that fully when we get to heaven. But it's no excuse to not walk in it today. And by the same token, I believe with all of my heart, yes, there will be a day in the end where we will see the restitution of all things. The Lord will make it right. But as we pray for God's kingdom to be made manifest on the earth and in our lives, restitution is one of the things that we need to be contending for in this day, in this hour. Lord, not one day you're going to pay back. No, right now. Satan, your time has come. And what you stole from me it's payday. Restore better than before, Lord. Satan, you owe me some restitution. And I'm laying hold of tenfold. You guys with me? We're going to contend for this. We're going to believe for this. I felt a few things, a few areas that, that I wanted to begin to pray how many of you have lost a job? Um, you've lost a work situation or you've, you've had something that has shifted in your work because of this, uh, this COVID pandemic. How many of you, has anybody lost a job? You lost an opportunity, you've lost work, okay. Just stand to your feet right now, if that's you. If you've lost a work opportunity and, uh, you know, I'm not going to get into any theories or conspiracies, anything about COVID. But what I will say is the enemy absolutely is trying to operate through this COVID thing. We've watched the blessing of the Lord just absolutely explode over our church in this time, in this season. It's a wonderful thing. But I'm believing for those you've lost work, lost opportunity. You haven't had as many uh, Guests come into your hotel, your bed and breakfast. Uh, we're going to demand some things from, from the enemy. He owes you restitution. And the Lord's going to restore better than before. You've, you've lost a job. You lost a job. Lost a job or lost a promotion. Hallelujah. Ian. I just want you to get up and just play on the guitar. I'm not going to have you sing or anything, but you, you just give us some background music there. 
Come on, church, would you just stretch your hands out towards these? If you're sitting right by them, you, you can lay hands on them. But Lord, right now I stand on your word. And I believe even what your word said, that mighty God, part of what was going to happen as we are right with you and as we're walking after you, Lord, that you would pay us restitution, that we would see restitution of all things. And so, Lord, I first of all declare Joel chapter 2 over each and every one of these, that the, that the years, that the times, that the seasons, that the locust has eaten and consumed, Lord, income that was supposed to be theirs, opportunity that was supposed to be theirs, finances that were supposed to be theirs, I command in the name of Jesus that, Lord, you restore everything that the locust has consumed, everything that the enemy has consumed from their life, I ask you to restore it. And not just where it was, but I ask you restore better than before. And right now, in the name of Jesus, I command that everything that the enemy has taken from them, even this season, God, I command restitution from the enemy in the name of Jesus. We command tenfold restitution in the name of Jesus. That Lord, lost clients, lost promotion, lost job would be multiplied back to them in the name of Jesus. Restitution, restoration of all things in the mighty name of Jesus. In the mighty name of Jesus, amen. My brother, uh, Matthew it is, right? Matthew. I prayed this over you in the altars, but I wanted to, I wanted to just share it just in, in, you know, in front of everybody and these witnesses today. And I felt even as I prayed for you and even as, as we believed together, I I just saw the Lord opening three job opportunities for you. Not just one, but three job opportunities. And literally there's going to be the opportunity for you to pick what it is that you would like to do. And so you just, I mean literally, you do what you want to do. I feel like God's going to give you the joy of being able to do that. These opportunities are going to be laid out before you and just like, God's going to say, which one do you like? You're going to have the joy of being able to choose what you'd like to do. Amen? Do you receive it? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I want to pray uh, for those. How many of you have lost opportunity because of a physical situation that's gone on with you? Uh, I, didn't get to, I didn't get to run that race or I wanted to go on vacation, but I cut my foot. Right? My son, we were going to go on vacation one year. And he cut his foot. And so instead of going to a water park, we went to the hospital. And it was the goofiest kind of thing. But it's things like that that, like, I demand restitution from the enemy. That was an opportunity. That was a family trip that was stolen. Are you guys trekking with me? This is the kind of stuff that we're going to begin to lay hold of. That was an opportunity that the devil stole. And I command retribution. Pay back 10 times. So I don't know if that means we get 10 vacations or I don't know. But I'm going to believe for that to be restored. How many of you have lost an opportunity because of a physical ailment, an injury, something of that nature, something that comes to mind? Yeah, would you just stand? Would you stand right now? We're going we're gonna to believe for this, okay? Is there anybody that, that even right now you have, you have something physical that's holding you back from an opportunity? So we're going to pray for that. Yeah, what's going on? 
back pain? And what is it that you would like to do that you can't because of this back pain? What's that? You want to do ministry. Hallelujah. Yeah. Leah, Leah, would you come and lay hands on her right now? Let's Let's pray pray for the restoration of her back. That the Lord would open opportunities for ministry. And nothing physical will hold her back in the mighty name of Jesus. Lord, I just ask in the mighty name of Jesus, even as we lay hands, Lord, for the restoration of all things. Lord, that you would restore the years that the locust has eaten, that which has been consumed, that which the enemy has robbed. We ask you to restore better than before. I don't ask you to rebuild her spine, Lord, to where it was when she was in health. I'm asking you to restore better than before, that she'll have a stronger back than she's ever had in her life. And right now, according to your word, Acts chapter 3, I command retribution in the mighty name of Jesus. That which the enemy has stolen from her, I pray that you would multiply it tenfold in the name of Jesus. That ministry that's in your heart, I'm asking Lord, broaden her vision. That picture that you have, it's a small picture of ministry. Believe for 10 times what you have believed for. Believe for 10 times the influence, 10 times the impact, 10 times the miracles. That dream in your heart. I'm asking, Lord, that you would multiply it as retribution for what the enemy has tried to steal from this woman of God. We command it. In the mighty name of Jesus. And I just say, be healed from the base of your spine to the very top of your spine. I command healing. Healing. I rebuke trauma and every injury that has come into this woman of God. Even that season where I I just feel like you carried burdens that the Lord never intended for you to carry. It weighed you down and actually resulted in in physical ailment. Is that right? And Lord, I just ask you even now, lift the burden and may she never carry that which you don't desire her to. Lord, you said your yoke is easy and your burden is light. She's walking with you, Lord. She's walking with you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Be healed in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. 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 Is anybody else right now you're being hindered because of something physically that you would desire to do that you... Yeah, what's going on? what I want to do. Now, you guys heard the way that I prayed. And Joel was standing. He's standing. Are, are you standing, Miss Korea? Are you standing? as You're standing for him. That's wonderful. Um, is there anybody else you've got a physical something? Okay. Okay. This is what I want to do. I'm going to begin to pray for these right now, right here. But I want some people just around them. You know, Minister Rylin, you lay hands on Joel and uh, Gabriel. I want you to lay hands on these guys. John, you you got some good prayer warriors around you. Gabriel, lay hands on him right behind you right now. And uh, let's command restitution and restoration right now in the name of Jesus. Lord, I do, in the mighty name of Jesus, 
We stand on that declaration in the, in the book of Joel. Lord, that you would restore the years that the locust has eaten, that which the enemy has tried to consume from your sons and daughters. Lord, I command even now that you would begin to restore to them. Lord, that times and those seasons that have been robbed from them, Lord, restore it in the mighty name of Jesus. And God, we command restitution from the enemy. That which has been robbed from them in the name of Jesus, I command restitution tenfold be restored back into their life. That which they have believed for, that which has been robbed from them, I ask that you would multiply that back to them in the mighty name of Jesus. And Lord, we ask for healing to be released. If that is an ongoing issue, mighty God, we ask that you would release your healing power right now. Restore. In the name of Jesus, everything that has been taken in Jesus' name, in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. 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 I'm going to have my wife pray for something. How many of you have lost sleep because of fear or anxiety or something, something of that nature? How many of you have lost sleep? Because you're concerned about something. You're just wakeless, uh, insomnia, things of that nature. How many of you? I think a lot. Okay. This is what we're going to do. Leah, I'm going to have you pray. You're going to pray, Joel, that the Lord would restore the years that the locust has eaten. Every night that has been robbed from them, the Lord's going to restore that. And we're going to command retribution. This is what I want you to pray. I want you to pray. For every sleepless night, we're going to enter into a season of the most peaceful, abundant rest that you can imagine. That's the Lord's restitution that's going to be released over you, okay? Now, if that be you, you don't need to stand necessarily, but just lift your hands right where you're at. Just a sign of surrender. Leah, would you pray? Hallelujah. Even those of you online, just lift your hands right now if this is for you. Father, every hand that is lifted, every heart that is surrendered before you, God. They've acknowledged, Lord, that they've lost sleep, that they've tossed and they've turned, God, and I don't know why. Everybody, it's different, but Father, from this night forward, we just come before you and we just ask, God, that you would just take this, that you would lift these sleepless nights. There's worry, anxiety, stress, God, maybe it's health, different things. We just lay it before your feet tonight, Jesus, and we just declare that from this night forward, we will sleep so good that we would dream dreams, God. You would speak to us in the prophetic, even in areas that we need to pray. God, I just ask 10 times better than before that even our health and our energy the next morning will be so increased God people will say what has gotten into you and it's just simply because we have rested well I just ask father that your glory would fill all of our bedrooms Lord Jesus oh we love you from this day forward we declare it done in Jesus name amen hallelujah how many of you, something you related to when I was sharing about the years that I wasted and my backsliddenness, and you just say, I've wasted a lot of time, and I would love for the Lord to restore every year that the enemy has stolen from me. How many of you say, yeah, that's me? Would you just stand to your feet right now? I'm going to pray for you.
Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Lord, right now, in the mighty name of Jesus, you see every one of these that are standing. God, I'm asking that you would restore the years that the locust has eaten in the mighty name of Jesus. God, every time, every season that has been stolen, I command that it be returned to them. Lord, the years of prayerlessness, the years, Lord, where they were to be serving but they were not, the years of sin and immorality, mighty God, I'm asking that you would restore those years in the mighty name of Jesus. I'm asking, mighty God, that you would turn it back to them. Lord, every opportunity that's been missed, every season where they've been wandering away from you, Jesus, I'm asking, restore the years that the locust has eaten. Restore it back to them in the mighty, powerful name of Jesus. God, every time, every season, every hour, I command even retribution that, God, you would restore it. Not just what was taken, but you would even restore, mighty God, multiplied, multiplied, multiplied in the name of Jesus. Restore it, multiplied in Jesus' name. Mighty God, I pray that you put the word of God on this man. I ask you, Lord, to activate your spirit, your presence, and power in multiplied measure over his life in Jesus' name. God, that you would put a fire on the inside of him. Raise him up to be a prophetic voice even in this day and in this hour, mighty God. That there will be no hindrance. There will be no reservation. There's a boldness and a joy that's going to operate in and through him in the mighty name of Jesus. You're going to give him wisdom and revelation. And God, even that which is bound to him, you're going to use him to set other captives free in the mighty name of Jesus. Oh, I ask you, Lord, fill him. Release your anointing over his life. Restore the years. Restore the years that the enemy has stolen in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Restore. 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 Mighty God. Mighty God. Minister Rylin, come here. I want you to lay hands on him and I want you to prophesy. Father, I thank you, Jesus, for this man of God. You are worthy, Lord Father, to be praised. And I prophesy you will be a leader and touch the nations. You will travel and you will see blind eyes open. You will bring healing. You will bring restoration. You will see the goodness of God. You will experience the power of God in your life. And God is going to anoint you to bring healing to the nations, to the generations, to the people. Souls will be added to the kingdom because God is going to use you around the world. He's going to bless you. There is favor of God over your life. Holy Spirit, fill him now, God, in the name of Jesus. Yeah, I see the Lord literally laying out a harvest field before you.
like a map of the world, and he's saying, just, just point where you want to go. Just show me where you desire to go. Ask, and I'll give you nations, your inheritance. Ask, I will give you nations as your inheritance. That was the word over Jesus. And as you are in him and as he is in you, that's your inheritance as well. The nations of the world. The nations of the world. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Almighty God. Come, Lord. Come, O Lord. pray for every person who's been wounded by men or women of faith, betrayal, deceit, sin, people that you trusted and they broke that trust. And now you walk around and there's this wound in your heart. I don't know if I can trust. I don't know if I can receive. I just something that's broken between what the Lord intended to be a beautiful relationship in the body of Christ. Now there's something fractured. Now there's something wounded. God, I ask for the years of confusion that have rested upon sons and daughters. God, I'm asking that you would restore better than before. That childlike innocence and that childlike love for the church and for the Lord. God, I pray that there's moments, there were times I, I just see you were, you were so excited to come into the, into the house of God. You were excited for the songs. You were excited for the felt board. You were excited to see your buddies in church and, and that joy has left your life a long time ago. God, I'm asking that you would restore Everything that the enemy has stolen, that you would restore it in the mighty name of Jesus. And I demand retribution from the enemy who has attempted to steal from our lives in the mighty name of Jesus. Lord, that you would restore and that you would pay back even tenfold. That God, what we experience in the house of God, the joy, the presence, the worship, the word, everything that we receive, God, pour it into our lives multiplied in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus, I pray. Almighty God. In Jesus' name. How many of you, are we still doing okay? I feel like, are we still receiving okay? I want to pray for individuals that financially you have been robbed. There was money. There was an inheritance that was supposed to come. There was an investment I was supposed to see a return. But you know 
it went wrong and it shouldn't have. I was supposed to make money on that sale, but I lost money. I was supposed to be out of debt because of the sale of this property, but instead I'm still in debt to my eyeballs. How many of you, something comes to mind where you say, I, I, I lost money when I should have gained money, right? Something taken from me that I, that I should. Can I see your hand? Okay. Okay. Come on, just leave, it, just leave it lifted right there. If you're sitting by him, I just want you to put a hand on, on their shoulder right now. Mighty God, I ask that you would restore that which the enemy has stolen in the mighty name of Jesus. In the mighty name of Jesus, that which was devoured by the enemy, I command that it be restored back to them in Jesus' name. And Lord, we command retribution in the name of Jesus, that you would pay back not just what was lost or what was expected return, but I command in the name of Jesus that you would restore ten times what the enemy has taken, that you would restore ten times what the enemy has taken in the mighty name of Jesus. I just even believe for the reversal of, of, of legal decisions and things that you just like, that did not work out the way that I expected it to. I just see there, there, there just being a shift in you receiving that which is due you. Lord, we trust you with it. And we believe that you will do it. You will fulfill it. We will see the restitution and the restoration of all things. just put your hand over your heart right now. I'm not going to ask anybody to, to stand or to raise their hand as an evidence of this. But I'm going to pray for the healing and the restoration of all of our hearts. Because I know that there are some in this place you were abused, you were hurt, you were wounded. The enemy stole something from bruised your heart in that moment. Many of us have received healing already, but for some of us, we don't love the way that we're supposed to. We don't trust the way that we're supposed to. We're, we're walking through life damaged, hurt, broken. The Bible says that Jesus wants to bind up the brokenhearted. He wants to bring healing. He's going to restore those years of innocence that were stolen, the, the Lord's going to restore that. We're going to command retribution. We're going to command retribution. And Lord, right now, I just lift up every broken heart to you in this place. We all have areas in our life where we've been betrayed, we've been broken, we've been wounded. And God, I just ask, according to your word, that you would restore the years that the enemy has consumed. Innocence, our purity, our integrity, I ask that you would restore it, Lord. That which the enemy attempted to steal, Lord, we release those who wounded us, those who sinned against us, those who called us names, those who abused us, those who touched us, those who hurt us. Lord, we trust you. We trust you to take care of that and to deal with that. We release it. We 
release forgiveness in the mighty name of Jesus. We ask you to restore what the enemy has attempted to steal, to bind up our broken heart. And right now, over every person who would agree in faith, I demand retribution in the name of Jesus for every one of these situations that, Lord, you're not just going to heal, but you're going to heal better than before. You're going to pour out multiplied blessing. And where maybe we've had difficulty opening up and loving, oh, Lord, you're going to send so many people. We're going to have so many people to love and to care for and to encourage. In fact, we're going to see the enemy, uh, Lord, what he intended for evil we're going to see it flipped on its head that not only are we being healed and restored but we are going to become agents who release healing and restoration to others who so desperately need it And right now mighty God we receive restoration and retribution in the name of Jesus multiplied back over our lives in Jesus name in Jesus name hallelujah Amen. 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 Oh, my goodness. Well, I could just do this all night. You guys just feel, there's just been just such a, a just a peace and a presence all night. Oh, my goodness. Miss Korea, come here. Come here. You're just so sensitive to the Lord, and I've just I've been watching how the Lord's just been just ministering over your heart all night. Come here, Leah. And uh, and Minister Rylin, I want you to come. And, and Minister Adele, I want you to come. These are these are the ministers in our in our church, in our house, and and I just want each of you to to encourage her with the word of the Lord. So whatever God puts in your heart, and uh, it could be simple, but Remind me your name. Catherine. Catherine. Lord, we just bless Catherine. We thank you, Lord. She's, she's so tender and so sensitive to your spirit. And God, I'm asking that you would just release a great anointing on her life. I just declare over you, Catherine, that everything that you have seen with your faith, you will see with your eyes. That which the Lord has shown you, you will see it with your physical eyes. The Lord will do it. The Lord will fulfill it. The Lord will perform it. In Jesus' name. Thank you, Jesus. You're worthy, Lord God. We worship you, God. There's none like you. Your presence is here. preach the word with boldness. There'll be power that'll be released through the words over these young girls. I just get the word family. Don't know if you've been praying for your family, but your family will be saved. Your family will be saved because of your prayers and they will see you there's delight in you. Thank you, God, for her life. You've called her, Lord. There is purpose in her life. 
And you've called her, Lord Father, to preach the word. Anoint her, God, in Jesus' name. And I don't know if you um, you enjoy working with children, but I see you uh, surrounded by by children, by young um, little ones, and they j they'll just flock to you because they know that you have a heart for them, and um, you're going to minister them in a, such a loving way. Uh, I don't know if it's at orphanages or um, you know schools, but I see children. I see a lot of little children, and I know that God is going to use you in this way to to minister to those who who are orphans, I think, and who don't have parents. And uh, you're just going to share with them the love of God and just love on them and ha um, just teach them that Jesus, who Jesus is and that, you know, he, that everyone is really special to them. So I pray, Father God, that you will use, use my sister, Lord God, in a powerful way, Lord God, that you will use her, you will take her to places where that she is needed, Lord God, where she can make an impact on young people's lives, Lord God. She can minister to mothers, Lord God, and Father, that their lives would be changed because of her ministry. Amen. Father, I thank you for Catherine. Lord, I just see clear tonight. Catherine, as I lay my hands on you, as I, I look at you, I can, I can see that you are so sensitive to the presence of God. He's going to take you places where there are the hardest of hearts where there are walls that have been built, even in other nations where there are other gods that have been erected and they have, uh, they have rule and reign. But because you show up and your heart is to just come before the throne of the Almighty and as you worship and exalt him, these walls will come crashing down and the power of God will be made known. Even in other tongues where, where there needs to be a translation, you will go there and you will be such a carrier of his his presence that people will hear the gospel I just I see that even with what minister Ryland shared you will preach the gospel and you will pray in tongues and it will be as if uh, there's just an open heaven above you where God gives you the exact words you will see great breakthrough in your days stay close to Jesus and always trust lean and rely on him it's not you but you're going to see a boldness and a courage that's going to come upon you and know that he is your great protector. Just be willing to step out in faith and say, God, I will go as long as it's you, Holy Spirit, that's speaking. Father, I just ask, continue to stir the gifts that are on the inside of her. Take her to new levels in you, O oh God, and let her always stay right before your throne right at your feet, Jesus. I bless Catherine tonight in Jesus' name. Yeah, I just see it's like glory just being released in and through your life that the things that you preach and that you declare, the Lord is going to confirm with signs and wonders and miracles. I literally see this picture of you standing before people groups and after you have preached and you have declared the word of God, I see you stretching forth your hands, literally raising your hands to the people. And as you raise your hands, 
the presence and the glory of God like a tidal wave just begins to sweep over the people, begins to move over the people. So God, I just ask that you would anoint these hands. Put your presence and your glory in these hands, mighty God. God, I'm asking that you would release your presence and your power in her and through her in the mighty name of Jesus. And all that she says and she does will be confirmed by signs, wonders, and miracles in the mighty name of Jesus. Anoint her, Lord. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Hey, God bless you. Oh, man. Hallelujah. Ian, you do a good job playing, man. Wow. Well, was tonight okay? I know we didn't do our blind prophecy in that the way that, that we normally intend to, but I, given the word that we received, I just felt like we needed to contend for that. Has it blessed you tonight? Have you been encouraged? Amen. Wow. Well, can you stand? I want to bless you as we uh, end our time together. Joel, it's great to see you tonight. You did a good job on the drums. Miss Kahea, oh, God bless you. You know that she was with us in our, in our Sweet Possibilities days. Uh, in fact, you were our first guest worship leader that we ever had. So it's a joy to see you and to have you here tonight. God is good, isn't he? All the time. All right, that was weak. You guys got it? Do we still do that? God is good. All the time. Let me pray for you. Can you just lift your hands? Lord, I, I just thank you for your presence and your power here tonight, mighty God. Thank you for ministering to our hearts. And Lord, we just believe for your restitution and your restoration. Lord, as we walk in this mighty revival that you have declared and you have promised, Lord, we just, we, we just pray that seeing things restored back to your sons and daughters will be commonplace. We'll praise you every time. We'll rejoice every time. But when we hear these testimonies, man, this is how I was. But look at what God has done, multiplied over and over and over. Oh, we're going to give you glory, and we thank you for it, mighty God. I bless this people in the mighty name of Jesus. Amen and amen. God bless you guys. Have a wonderful night.